You are listening to the Mindful Moms podcast, a place for women to come and feel better. We will create connections and empower you to know that you can change your story and find joy in your life every day, no matter your circumstance. Hello, hello. Today we are going to talk about creation. When Amy and I sat down to um, think of topics we wanted to talk about, this one came up, creativity and kind of that, this idea of we kind of lose ourselves in motherhood and um, and maybe a, even a professional pursuit, right? I'm, I'm assuming my husband is, has lost himself in his job that he's not doing a lot of creating outside of that. Mm. Um, and as you were talking to me, Amy, about this creative or about your lack of creativity, it hit me that actually what you were creating was a home you spent, you were creating in everything you were doing. It was just not what it looks like now, because you're like, you said, do I quilt? Do I bake bread? Do I paint? Do I write? Yeah. Right. Cause that's a different form of creation, but it's equally creating something. You were just creating meals. You were creating structure for your children. You were creating rhythm. You were creating culture in your home. That's a much right. better way to look at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so as, as those of you listening, think about what you're creating currently in your home. Are you creating um, beauty? Are you creating wonder for your children? Are you creating a space where they feel safe to talk to you about things? Are you creating fun? Are you creating deep conversations? So often we get lost in motherhood, but what we're actually doing is like exploring this creative power that we have. True. Very true. So I, I, I like to think of it that way. And this past week, you know, listening to general conference helped me to realize that everything is created spiritually before it's created physically. Mm-hmm. Meaning, right, the creation process of the world happened first, and then it actually came to be. And by that, I mean, they had, Heavenly Father had a vision of what the world looked like. He knew what was happening. He then counseled, you know, the people that he was helping to create this world. Mm-hmm. So for us, how does that look? How does that look in motherhood for us? Um, I think what it requires is for us to use our imagination and use our future thinking to create what we want to have happen. So for example, in the last episode, you talked about you wanted to create a space where your kids knew that you were there for them. Right. Mm. You were going to be the overbearing mom as opposed to the non-present <laughs> mom. Like that was a choice you made. Yes. Goal accomplished. Overbearing. Yes. <laughs> maybe check. those kids could chime in on if she did a good job with that. Yeah, maybe we should not have them. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what you created because that's what you wanted. Right. So when we start out as young moms and we have that first kid, we're thinking of all of the beautiful things that, and especially now, you know, as my own daughters are having their kids and they're saying, oh, this is what I want it to look like. Cause this is what Instagram influencers are saying, right? Like we're seeing, 
almost a skewed vision of what motherhood can look like and what we could create for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're thinking that's the ideal and that's the expectation, but what's really worth um, considering and that I would encourage you to do is to take time to really create what you want for yourself and for your family well before you have kids, well before they're teenagers, right? A long time before you have grandbabies, how do you want to look as a grandma? What is yeah. it that you want to do and not do? You know, what what are you going to create? What culture will you create there? So the first tip that I would say that is like super important is to use your imagination, use your thinking brain to create what you want your life to look like, like a vision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it would be like seeing. Yeah. Create it on paper. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, um, I just was thinking, and sometimes it may not, you know, it may not look like we think it's going to look, whether it's, you know, maybe I'm thinking we might be caught up on stuck on finances or on our house isn't clean or, but to recognize that what we are thinking is coming true. We are doing those things with our kids. We are, you know, sometimes we're on the floor. Sometimes we're not. We, if we, it's, it's kind of like, it just brought to mind, you know, what you, how's, how's the phrase go? Like what you think, it's not what you think you will do, but create, that's it. Yes. What you think Mm -hmm. you will create. So like you said, I was creating those things just in a different way. It didn't look like painting, drawing, you know, what you normally Mm -hmm. think creativity is. I wasn't in my room, you know, writing a song, but I was creating a life for my children Mm -hmm. that resonated with me, a life for my children that I wanted that spoke to my heart. Right. And anyone that has sat at your table knows that you create the most delicious meals. So you are creating food and abundance and yumminess, right? So I think it's just important that we keep this vision bigger than just, oh, I don't do art, so I must not be creative. Right. So yes, I think you hit the nail on the head for sure. (laughs) That's where I was cut up for so long. Yeah, that we are creating in so many ways and we don't even realize it and we don't celebrate it. We don't give ourselves credit for it. Yeah. I think even even with our jobs, we're doing that. You know, even if it's a monotonous job, you are still creating. It's just not, it maybe just does not look like how you thought or it doesn't look like this, you know, A, B, and C. We're still, we're still creating, we're still using our brains and using our imaginations. It just may not look like, you know, we're playing princess. It's just, it just is what it is, I guess. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'd like to say is, so this first part, we create the vision, what we can see. And then what we need to do is add the emotion behind it. So taking what we can see and why is it that I want that? Why do I want to create a culture in my family where we sit at the dinner table every night together? Mm -hmm. Because what am I going to feel? You know, in life coaching world, we talk about everything we do is because of how we think it will make us feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if in this creation phase, we can see something and then attach that feeling to it, 
The feeling is what drives our action. The feeling is what fuels us to actually create the dinner and have the meal together. Mm -hmm. And so as we're creating and as we think about and pray about and ponder what we want home life to be, or what I want my career path to be, or what I want my finances to look like. Mm -hmm. What are the reasons? What is the feeling I think I'm going to feel, right? If it's finance, it's security, it's abundance. It's the ability to, you know, go to the store and buy myself some new new shoes because I want to. Mm -hmm. Whatever feelings that you think you're going to have when you do that, if you can create it before it actually happens, the likelihood of getting those things is much greater. Yeah, I like that. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm bouncing this off of you. Like, (laughs) help me if we need to tell our listeners something different. No, yeah, for sure. I think that's so true. All right. What, so we can do it, you know, our thoughts. So it's this vision we have and this feeling that we have is what we then choose to think about what we want to create. So our thoughts and our feelings drive our action and that's the result we get. Yeah. So whether it's, um, like I said, family dinner, whether it's fun, you know, I just want to create an atmosphere of fun for mm-hmm. my kids. I want to go on vacations all the time, whatever it is, it requires creation first spiritually in the mental world. Mm-hmm. And then it's required to feel that feeling so that you can then move forward to get that result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you brought up like vacation or making fun. And I remember there were a few Christmases as my kids got older that I would plan all of these fun things and I couldn't wait. And it didn't, it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be, but Mm. that was just my thoughts about it. Right. I can change those thoughts to, I mean, when we're on vacation and our kids are fighting in the car and you're thinking, this isn't, in fact, my sister says there's a difference between my sister-in-law. There's a trip and there's a vacation. We take trips with yes. our kids and vacations with our spouses. <laughs> yes. Even even mm-hmm. recognizing that they may be arguing in the car, that they're going to remember, they're going to remember this trip. It's going to be, you know, the things that we have planned are going to be fun. That we are going to accomplish the goal that we wanted, which was to go on a trip. And they're going to remember those things. And they may each oh, yeah. remember them differently, but... It's just not getting so stuck on this isn't looking how I thought it would look and opening up mm-hmm. to it may not, and it's still going to be fun and they're still going to remember and we're still keeping our traditions, you know, whatever, whatever yep. those things are. I love the, and we've talked about that before, right? Of it doesn't look how I wanted and it's working out or, and I'm loving this part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I wanted to share a quick story about that. So my, we went to Lake Powell every year um, as a family. We had an old Vandera and we could all just be, we'd put a mattress in the back and we could lay down and we could play <laughs> cards and do all the things. And I have one brother who liked to pick fights and stir the pot. And he always, my mom finally clued in a few years into this as we he became a teenager. And she pulled him aside and said, did you know that your attitude influences everybody in the car? 
like you have the ability to like make everyone miserable <laughs> or to make everyone have the time of their life. Now, obviously, and you know, I don't think that he has that ability, but he does have an influence. Right. Yeah, and we were sure. all very much influenced when you are all in a tiny car together for hours at a time. And, but once he realized that he decided to use that to his advantage and to our advantage, and he started being the most pleasant and fun person. I remember we would come from Southern Utah. We'd get to the Centerville exit and we'd ask my dad if he'd keep driving. We were having so much oh fun. My gosh. We didn't even <laughs> want to get out, out of the car. <laughs> so, so just, you know, a fun little, when you were talking vacations, I thought, yeah, it, it really can be what we make it. Mm -hmm. And he had the ability and it was pretty cool that at a young age, he learned that, but my mom also saw that, right. That she was able to talk to him, point something out to him and that he used it to his advantage and it benefited all of us. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I wanted to share just um, as we wrap up here, a quote by Neil A. Maxwell. He says, creativity involves both a process and a result. It springs out of our seeing possibilities that we have not seen before and out of seeing connections between patches of truth and beauty and responding to them in ways that we have not done before. Feelings that lead to poetry, mental imagery that lead to paint. So there he is talking about some of these arts that once we see, oh yeah, I am a creator. Mm -hmm. I do co-create with God. And I also have the ability to create things. We're instinctively drawn to some of these arts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have a gift for any of these arts or have you been drawn to any of them? Um, music definitely is something that I'm drawn to. It's kind mm -hmm. of a, a family thing. I have, um, we all used to sing together and even at our family reunions, we would all sing together and we have tapes of all of our aunts and uncles sitting in a circle, all singing old songs from their grandparents' generation or from their parents' generation. And that was just something that was instilled in us for, you know, always was just singing. Yeah. We would sing on trips and learn um, little fun songs. And so, in fact, we just went to my grandmother's funeral and um, I was talking to my brother and my nephew about a song that my grandmother used to sing to us and he didn't know it and so I sang the little it's called the pigeon house I sang the little pigeon house song and he was like I'm gonna have to remember that so I can sing that to my kids it's just something that to be passed down but I've yeah. always loved music I think it soothes the you know soothes the savage beast it soothes the soul <laughs> it can also work the opposite I believe it can also cause feelings of contention and anger and um, out of control, but choosing good music can help us feel inspired. It can, it can help us foster that creativity. Um, I, I love that. And I know for you, and I don't want to speak for you, but this, the Mothers of Influence you introduced me to, and they have some of the be most beautiful pieces of art that I have ever seen. I don't even know what, what it's called, I don't want to call it watercolor. I don't know what it is. It's just absolutely beautiful. But I think art has always spoken to me too. Just certain kinds of art. Yep. And story. You're a big reader. Yeah. So some of these languages, you know, these, they're what called heart languages in the well-educated heart. They're actually just conduits of the spirit, ways that we can actually feel the spirit. And so when we're drawn to these things, I just like to think, oh, yes, here is another 
way that I can create and I can enjoy beauty and I can, you know, take it up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> so I we'll put that. a link. To, I'll put a link in the show notes to that artwork because it is beautiful. Yeah. Um. So just to sum up a few action items that I think would be worth taking and trying, I would say to take one thing that you want, find something that you've been desiring something that you're wanting to create and just haven't quite figured out how you want to do it and then write about it. Use that vision and just write about what it would look like. How does it feel? What does it taste and smell like? Right. And then, like I said, ask yourself, what will I be able to feel once I get there? Because those feelings are what will fuel you to actually take action to get that created into the physical realm. So first we need to create it mentally and spiritually, and then we can actually create it physically for ourselves. Um, And then another thing to do is to just brain dump. I think that keeps our head clear. A brain dump is just you set the timer for five, 10 minutes, and you just start writing whatever comes to your mind. A bird flies by, you talk about the bird because you got distracted. And then all the heavy (laughs) things on your heart, the stresses, the worries, the things you're looking forward to, whatever comes to your mind, just dump it out because then you can free up space to um, create in your life. I love that. I love brain dumping. It really is so cathartic to write, to write things out. Yes. So there's two challenges we gave you today that would be so beneficial to get the creativity flowing would be to visualize it and write about it in the spiritual realm and then decide how you want to feel about it and see what you can create. And we'd love to hear what you do, if anything. I love that. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Hey there. If you have questions or you have something you want to hear more about, let us know. Look for us on Instagram at at Tracy Christensen Coach or at amyc.lifecoach.com.